This is the Live Life Happy Podcast with Andrea Seidel, and it's episode number 124. Welcome to the Live Life Happy Podcast with Andrea Seidel. We're all about highlighting self-help, positive psychology, and books on well-being. We share the content and actionable advice so you can make normal life extraordinary. We are a community of lifelong learners, high achievers, and busy people. Get ready for your download so you can live life happy. I'm your host and addicted to reading, Andrea Seidel. Hey there, Andrea here. I hope you're doing amazing. I highlighted such a great book and I'm so happy that you're here. It is Successful Aging, a Neuroscientist Approach. (laughs) I already screwed up on the title. Um, A Neuroscientist Explores the Power and Potential of Our Lives. Now, this book is by David J. Leventon, and it's such a great book. I know I say that all the time, but I am going to jump right in and highlight this book for you and pull out the key insights as well as the key takeaways. And that's what this is. We're going to try and do this in like 15 minutes. This is our new format, right? So here we go. So when you think of old age, what do you think of? I bet you maybe think of, you know, losing your memory, maybe some depression or maybe weakness or frailty, um, those kind of things maybe come to mind for you. Um, And so the idea here is that, you know what, we don't really want to age. So a lot of people are actually scared of aging and, and that everything that comes along with us, like all this decline in our life, and we don't want this decline, right, to happen. So in this book, Leventon really debunks the myths that actually go along with aging. And so he debunks the myth that memory also declines with age. And then he talks all about, really, it's important to focus on life in terms of a health span instead of a lifespan. And that's really what matters. And that makes sense, right? And then he also talks about proving that 60 plus years is actually unique and a newly recognized developmental stage in our life. And he also says that we often think that maybe we feel depressed or we're less um, likely to find happiness as we age, but science has shown actually, and he actually shows that um, as we age, we actually become happier. So Successful Aging, this book, uh, Neuroscientist Explores the Power and Potential of Our Lives. Um, And he talks about how... he, he basically, we're learning from the best here. It is, he is a neuroscientist, a psychologist, a professor at McGill University in Montreal. And uh, he argues against this idea of ageism. And he highlights this unique, these unique gifts that older p- people can actually bring to our life. And he also talks about um, that he shows us that we can all become um, sharper, happier, and wiser actually as we age. And he takes us through the science behind what you know what this is all about and who how we age and we can age joyously and that it doesn't have to be this you know huge decline of memory and fragility and and I love his perspective and the fact that he really does teach us that it's actually a mindset so through his exploration of aging and what it really means using research from developmental neuroscience and the psychology of individual differences Leventon really does reveal to us that res- 
resilient strategies and practical cognitive enhancing tricks can benefit us as we age. So we're going to jump into his book. His book really discusses, you know, what happens to our brain as we age and then, you know, why we should be focusing on a health span as opposed to lifespan. And uh, he talks about that, you know what, 60 plus years is a unique developmental stage and actually it can have distinct advantages as well. So I bet you, you are wondering what these wonderful, unique advantages are. Um, So I'm just going to share screen with you here. And this is the wonderful book that I highlighted. I created this nice mind map. Um, So the key insights and the key takeaways are this myth about a failing memory. So although some people do have failing memories as they age, it doesn't mean that it's inevitable. So it doesn't always happen. And he talks about everybody experiences memory decay to some degree, But the difference is, and this is the key concept here, is the story that we tell ourselves about it. So... And I love this example. Think about when, you know, if you're a 20-year-old, you're a 30-year-old and you forget things or you show up at the wrong classroom or you walk into a room and you forget something. Um, In our younger years, we often think, oh my gosh, I must be needing more sleep or silly me, you know, I've got too much on my mind. Whereas if the exact same things happen when we're in our 70s or 60s, 70s or 80s, sometimes we think, oh my gosh, I'm losing my mind or I might be getting Alzheimer's or so I love the way he put it is really is sometimes the differences in the stories that we tell ourselves. So there is a myth that our memory is failing. The other thing he talks about is that one key determinant of happy, productive life is personality. And he talks about that there are actually proven personality traits that statistically speaking, are the most important in terms of is a direct correlate of the success that can predict successful aging. So I bet you're curious what they are, right? So conscientiousness and openness to experiences. So conscientiousness and openness to experience. So how he explained it in his book is that this idea of conscientiousness is a cluster of traits that have to do with dependability, reliability, doing what you say you're going to do and being proactive. And so people who have these that are more conscientious as a person, um, they have a tendency to age more successfully and we can cultivate more conscientiousness, right? And so he talked about how we're more likely to take prescribed medication. We're more likely to look after ourselves. We're more likely to follow up on, you know, healthcare and things like that. So so they all correlate with healthy and and, and lo- um, living a more healthy and long life that's full of the health span. So then he also talked about that personality distinction of being openness and openness being um, this idea to try new things and, you know, being open to new things and new ways of doing things in your life. And think about that. Every time you try new things, you're creating new neurological pathways, you're exploring the world, you're really enjoying um, opportunities to learn. And so because we have the tendency as we age 
to not do as many new things and to become complacent, as he put it in his book. And that's what contributes to cognitive rapid decline. And so he really does emphasize that this, this personality trait of openness to willing to try new things is really important. He doesn't say go out and do all these dangerous things, but he's saying new things really help with cognitive development and um, it really fights against complacency. And it's powerful. So that was another key insight. The other thing he also talked about, many of us know that exercise, he does talk about exercise that is good for our hearts and our brains and everything, but he's recommending to do exercises that actually challenge our brains, such as hiking on a trail. He really did emphasize this because it requires navigation skills, um, not just in direction, but also going under tree branches, over logs, and navigating hills and things like that. And so he does really emphasize that this is great for the brain health and it stimulates our brain on many, many levels. Um, he also talks a lot about um, that how we, as we get older, we suffer from aches and pains and that sometimes it can become chronic, but he does bring this whole idea in that how we suffer from pain is partly determined by what pain means to us. And I love his example. His example was, is if you had a stone in your shoe, uh, it feels really unpleasant, right? And it doesn't feel good. Um, so, but if we were at a massage table and they were pushing in with the same amount of pressure at a pressure point in our foot, we would be perceiving it as pleasure. So his idea here is, is that a lot of the pain that we experience is determined by the story we give it, um, what that pain means to us. And I thought that was really, really profound. He also talks about the, the role of gratitude. And as you know, in positive psychology, we're all about gratitude and how it's so powerful um, in terms of our well-being and um, savoring and stretching out these positive emotions that make us feel so good. So the role of gratitude is in aging well is really important and is sometimes an underused emotion that um, that we that is misunderstood, that we can really cultivate and it works at any age. So the key to happiness, according to many, um, is that it's not to be happy with what you have. Um, it is, it's to be happy. It's like, it's, it's about loving what you already have. So not seeking out things. So he says is to be happy with what you have. So instead of, um, always seeking things and, and, and getting things and material needs being met. Happiness really comes from this idea that you're happy with what you have and that's gratitude and appreciation, right? Um, you just have, you have enough of what you need to be happy right now in this moment. So it's about being grateful for what you have and not fixated on what you don't have. And then you're a happy person is basically what he said. So also he talked about um, just older people with particular cognitive strengths and that in general, older people have acquired so much information and experience that it's really powerful in terms of showing up in this world and that it's a really beneficial stage in, in life because of all the experience and all the knowledge and um, so he talks about this ability to extract patterns that we've been through experiences. We know similar circumstances that might have happened and situations. So as we go through life, 
we get better. We get better at decision-making. We become more wise and better at problem solving. So, and I love his example that he used in his book. It's all about if you go to a radiologist because you find a growth or something in your in your your body, um, you're going to want the 70-year-old radiologist is what he said, reading those x-rays, not the 30-year-old. Um, you want somebody that has a lot of experience and has had feedback um, in order to be more accurate. So he really does make a case for integrating the wisdom of people who are older and that, that this is a wonderful opportunity as we age um, to, you know, bring this wisdom to the world. So I love that common thread and the key takeaway within his book. He did come up with his acronym COACH. So that being C-O-A-C-H, um, which is conscientiousness, openness, those personality traits, and then affiliations too. And he talked about affiliating yourself with younger people, sharing your knowledge, connecting with groups, um, and, and surrounding yourself with connections and people. He did talk about curiosity, which is the other C in that COACH acronym, and curiosity, trying new things, right? Investigating. And then the age obviously is a healthy lifestyle. So he talked about all those elements within his book. And I really, loved it. There was so many wonderful nuggets of wisdom within this book. And um, he did his common thread to one of the beautiful main messages was this idea. And the final takeaway that I took is the bigger picture is that as a society, we need to change the conversation around aging and older adults and to make it more about instead of marginalizing older adults, it's integrating them into society and that the older adults have so much to bring. And actually, um, as we get older, we become happier. So not to fear um, or, or dread aging and, um, and to look at it from a different perspective and, and see the older adults in our community as untapped resources to tap into them. So that's pretty much it. This was that book. It's so great, Successful Aging. And a, a neuroscientist explores the power of potential of our lives. And it was such a great book. I know you could probably get a lot out of that. Again, I always suggest that this is just an overview, a highlight, a summary. If something sparks your interest, obviously purchase the book and support the author because they put so much research, energy, knowledge, and experience into these books. So that's it for the mind map and the highlight. I'm so excited. If you're listening to the podcast, thank you so much for listening. If you're here in the book club, stick around because we're going to do a wonderful breakout session and discuss this group now. If you like this podcast, it's like personal training for your mind. You've got to come over to my website at andreasidel.com where I take all these books and I hide them in this big, massive vault. There's hundreds and hundreds of books in there for you to learn and discover and grow from. So I really encourage you to head on over to my website so you can gain access to this vault. They're just waiting for you to read. Also, if you've been thinking about writing a book or you know, you've lacked the time, maybe the 
the focus and the know-how to get it done, or you've been wanting to publish your own work, well, look no further. Spend no more time wasting trying to figure it all out because I'm your girl. I am a book doula. I actually help people painlessly give birth to their books through book birthing. (laughs) So let's turn that dream into achievement through birthing your own book because books change lives. So head on over to my website to find out more about that as well. Be sure to subscribe here so that you get the latest episode. And of course, share this with your friends, write a review because it really helps grow the show. And finally, I just want to thank you so much for joining me, not only today, but also week after week. I'm just so grateful that I get to show up and read all these books and share the learning experience with you. So until next week, I'm sending hugs.